Welcome to the Um Yeah Sports Podcast with John and Chris, where it's unapologetically just about the sports. We're glad you joined us. Let's jump right in. Hey there, how's it going? It's going well. How are you? I am doing excellent on this Friday, December 17th episode of the Um Yeah Sports Podcast. It's Friday. Yes. Awesome. I like Fridays. I like Fridays as well. I think I've said that before. You have? All right. Well, we got a quick one today. Let's jump right into it. We're going to uh, focus on the NFL pretty much all uh, all episode. Um, we're going to start with a little tight end discussion. Uh, who's the better tight end at this point, uh, Kelsey or Kittle? It's the battle of the Ks. It is. <laughs> yeah, I think – well, it depends because I think a lot of people – would pick Kelsey for that spot uh, just because of his ability to, to catch the football and make plays in the passing game, which Kittle can do as well. But Kittle is more of a blocking tight end that makes a difference in the run game and in the passing game. Uh, Kelsey is more of a tight end that just makes plays in the passing game and can be used as a decoy to free up Tyree Kill or a different Chiefs player for an opening touchdown. So as far as, I mean, they're not, I mean, they're kind of the same, but they're not really the same at the same time. So it's kind of hard to pick one or the other, but I would say probably Kittle is the better tight end. I mean, fantasy wise, you could say that that's probably the backwards, but just based off of on the field production, what he can do for his team, how valuable he is for his team. um, And I mean, just the upside I say Kittle has more because when you have a guy that can catch the football and make a bunch of plays in that in that area, but can also make a ton of plays as far as uh, the ability to uh, make completions and then also make uh, really good blocks in the run game and c- create a run game that wasn't there prior. I think that's something that's not looked at in a lot of stats and a lot of fantasy leagues and stuff like that. They don't really look for that part. But if you're talking about who the better tight end is, I would have to say that that. Um, Kittle is because I just I think he has more upside as for a, for for a certain franchise than I think Kelsey would. Yeah. So I think I think I I like blocking tight ends. The league yeah. I think kind of looks at him and says eh, you're you're not as good as these other pass catching tight ends, but blocking is where they make their money. If you're a blocking tight end, you're going to get paid more than a pass t- catching tight end unless you're Kansas City's tight end then you're gonna get paid a good amount but in general you'll get paid more if you're a running tight end and that's or a blocking tight end and i think that's something that the uh the league has kind of strayed from a little bit in that position where now we have guys like kyle pitts who's basically a wide receiver at the tight end position and it's kind of moving away from these bigger bodied tight ends like jimmy graham or whatever that we've had in years prior and i think that's going to be a little bit of an issue as we get down the road especially with pass protections uh, and all that stuff, and so that I think teams are going to need. There's going to be a place for both, but if you can have a guy that can do both extremely well and extremely efficiently, I think you've won the battle as far as who's the better tight end. So, and also, I mean, if you look at a, like the, their production value over the last few years, I feel like we t- talk more about Kittle and his big plays and how it takes like three or four guys to bring him down, and he's pretty fast and he can mow people over and then Kelsey's just kind of this this gadget guy it would almost seem like where he is used along with Tyreek and Hardman and uh, Pringle all those guys that they have on the Chiefs roster and it seems like I guess it's also kind of the difference of the rosters that the Chiefs and the the 49ers have the 49ers don't have that many I mean they got Debo and yes they got Trey Sermon and those guys but Kettle is probably their biggest excuse me uh biggest kind of con- uh 
contributor as far as the, uh, on offense is concerned. So, yeah, I think if you had to look at him, this took a little while for me to decide, but I think I think Kittle would win that battle out. Okay. Kittle's the man. If he can stay on the field. If he can stay on the field. Health Gotta is another issue. <laughs> All right. Well, we are steaming toward the playoffs. Are we not? Yes, we are. The NFL playoffs kick off when? Do you know? It's about four weeks into the end of the season. and then. So we've got four games left. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Week 15 is coming up. Okay. So I uh, just wanted to spend a couple of minutes talking about the teams that are still in the hunt. So these are the teams that are that have not uh, that are not sitting atop their division, uh, but instead are you know kind of kind of looking to get in there. Uh, so let's start on the NFC side. We've got the the Vikings, the Eagles, the Falcons, the Saints. Those are all six and seven teams. So all teams with losing records at this point. Uh, on the other side, we've got, and the, these are uh, the two five and eight teams, would be the Panthers and the Seahawks. And then four and nine teams, we got New York and Chicago. Of that batch of teams, uh, who do you think is likely to, uh, to, get, to get in there through the wild card or through, uh, you know, not being on top of their division? Right, of course, yeah. I think the probably the most likely right now would probably be the Vikings, uh, the Eagles, maybe Seattle. If they can pull off a few more Seattle, games, it's if, not going to be Seattle. You don't think so? I think I if they can pull so. off a few, I think if they win against the Rams, that's more likely. I don't think the Saints, especially. I found with all the injuries and the defense, I don't think can save them uh, and help them get in, especially with the offense that they have at this point. The Falcons, mm, probably not. <laughs> New York, no. The Bears, no. And then Carolina still needs to prove that they can win. Uh, with whoever's at the helm, I don't know when uh, Sam Darnold's going to come back. Cam Newton's having a little bit of pr- uh, problem at the helm. We'll see who can get if they can clean things up. But I think it's probably the Vikings, the Eagles, and Seattle. They're the most likely in that in the NFC to make it in through the wild card because Seattle has a pretty easy end of year schedule. The last four games, the Rams and the Arizona Cardinals being the hardest, but I still think that they could probably maybe pull off a win against the Rams, like we talked about. But I think the Vikings and the Eagles stand a little bit more of a chance than Seattle does. I think the Eagles have come on strong this season and really proved that they can turn into a reasonably good middle-of-the-road team uh, and that um, and Jalen Hurts can do a better job throwing the football and running the football and leading an offense. And then you got Justin Jefferson, Adam Phelan, and um, Dalvin Cook, and then the defensive guys that the Vikings have. And I would probably give them – I mean, if they can clean things up and get things kind of on the right track – probably the best chance of making it in just based off of talent alone and there it just depends on if they're able to put that talent in the right place and put themselves in a position to succeed but out of that batch of teams i would say the vikings had the best chance of sneaking into that wild card or yeah that wild card spot through the hunt yep all right let's go on the afc side we have got three seven and six teams we've got the browns the Bengals and the Broncos, the three Bs. And then uh, we've got a 6-6-1 six, six, and one team. Who's that? <laughs> the Steelers. That's right, yes. the Steelers. We've got the Raiders and uh, the Dolphins sitting at 6-7. and seven. Who's getting in? That's a lot harder because, like we talked about, the AFC is so inconsistent as far as their ability to hold on to games. It's a better division, though, if you look at the teams that are in the hunt. They all have, or most of them, have a winning record or even record. But I think... Pfft, 
Oh, gosh. I mean, I don't know. The Browns still need to prove that they can clean things up, win football games, and need to get past the, this whole little chunk of space that they're in with uh, health and safety protocols, all this. they got to move past it, put it behind them, win some football games, try to get everyone back healthy. Jerbo needs to do needs to lead this offense, get Jamar Chase involved. All these teams have a lot of question marks, and we haven't really seen if they can hold things together. Steelers, No. Raiders, no. Dolphins, possibly, but that's a long stretch. I think it's either the the Browns or the Bengals that will make it into that spot. Uh, and I I don't know. I, I think, I mean, it's kind of hard to say you would trust Baker Mayfield over Joe Burrow because both of them, I mean, Joe Burrow obviously is a younger guy, but Baker Mayfield's also starting to come into his own a little bit, trying to lead the offense, all that stuff. It, if I had to pick one, oh. I mean, both teams have a good defense if they play well, and they and it's coming to the end of the season. I I I've got trust in the Browns and their ability to play. I like the the Browns organization. Yes, they've been going through a little bit of a rough patch this season, and they've had their own share of struggles. But I think they'll leg out the the Bengals to make it in. I think I trust I trust uh, Baker Mayfield over uh, Joe Burrow at this stretch and part of time. They've proven that multiple times they can't keep things going as if you're the Bengals and they've had trouble uh, keeping things on. And then they've also lost to the Browns in the past, all that. And also they made the Browns made into the playoffs last season, got a, a round or two in showed that they can do it, showed that they can play almost beat the chiefs. Obviously Patrick Mahomes went down with an injury, but that was late in game. They stayed close, almost got in there. They've got a good defense. They've renovated stuff. They got things happening. And I, I like the way they're trending and I think they've got the best chance. Okay. All right. Uh, Tampa Bay. They're playing the Saints this weekend. Yes. They're playing on Sunday Night Football, if I'm yeah, that's not right. mistaken. So Chris and uh, is it Chris and Al? Yes. Al be, is it in Tampa? Uh, I believe so, but I can look that up. I think you're right. It is in Tampa. I think it's in Tampa. So uh, the Saints have been a little bit of a problematic team for the Buccaneers under Tom Brady. Um, they, they struggle. They do struggle, yes. Um, what's going to happen? Well, I mean, it it just depends because I've looked at the injury report for the Buccaneers team for this game, and they're still banged up in the secondary. They're still having their share of troubles uh, for their cornerbacks and linebackers. It just it's, it, their defense last season was their their strong point. This season, their offense is their strong point because the defense can't seem to get healthy. They can't seem to get climb out of this perpetual hole that they keep digging in for themselves. They get healthy, and then they fall back into it and then get healthy, and then fall back into it. Just these injuries have just been plaguing their players. And we know all these guys have talent because whenever they are on the field all together, we've seen that they can make plays and that they can win football games as a complete team. They're the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are the complete package. The issue is, we saw when the uh, the Buccaneers played the Saints last time this season, they struggled with keeping the Saints in check. Uh, the uh, defense didn't look that strong, and that's put Tom Brady and the offense in a bad situation where they were constantly having to score, and then they weren't able to do it every possession, and then they kind of fell downhill quickly. The other times that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers lost to the Saints was, uh, they've lost a few times, but one in particular is when Tom Brady first came over as a Buccaneer, it was one of his first games, and they ended up losing that game, of course, because that was against Drew Brees. But this game, I think, is going to be interesting because, yes, the Buck, I think the the yeah the Bucks on offense are fine, but the defense of the Saints is also fine. 
but the offense of the Saints is banged up and the defense of the Buccaneers is banged up. So it's the fine against the fine and the banged up against the banged up, you know. So the offense of the Buccaneers is going to play at the strongest level because they've been doing that and they really have shown no signs of slowing down and the Saints defense is healthy again and they're going to cause tra- uh, problems for for Tom Brady. Obviously, Tom Brady can handle those types of issues. That's not a problem. The problem is, can his defense back him up? Can they do enough to back it up? And I think this will be the easiest matchup besides maybe the one that they had in the playoffs where this, uh, the Tampa Buccaneers hand, handled it easily, especially because Drew Brees had all those injuries. Um, but this might be the second easiest because it's Taysom Hill at the helm. And I, I just don't think Taysom Hill can do what's necessary. I don't think he's going to be passing all that much. He's going to have to be running it quite a bit. Just leave that up to the front seven, kind of, play a little bit off, you know, kind of look at the, make sure you're keeping him in check, keeping him in the pocket because he'll make mistakes and this banged up defense can capitalize on mistakes. That's not the problem. The problem is if they're able to get into a rhythm and they're marching the ball downfield and then the defense kind of trails off and starts to struggle a little bit. That's when bad things start to happen for the Tampa Buccaneers. But if they can clean things up, keep things on the right track and just kind of keep things close and make sure Tamus is having a very bad game and struggling and kind of keep him off his rhythm a little bit. They'll they'll make mistakes and they just got to capitalize on those mistakes. I don't think this will be the uh, fifth consecutive loss for Tom Brady against the Saints in regular season. Okay. I think this will be an actual win for him. Okay. Uh, I just think there's too much going against the Saints offensively that Tampa defense just needs to do a little bit and that can turn into a quite a bit. Uh, especially against this team that really has a banged-up quarterback situation. Now, obviously, Alvin Kamara is a different story. He can create havoc, so they got to keep him in check as well. But if they do those uh, few things, and, and Tom Brady let the, uh, takes control of the offense, takes control of the defense, and uh, takes control of the football game, then the defense needs to just come behind him and just add some support because you can't win a game on offense alone. You need a little bit of a defense yeah. there as well, and then that will that will help him succeed. But because I think this is a, a kind of a blessing for the for the Buccaneers because yes they're banged up but luckily the team across from them is also banged up yep. and luckily the, the like I was mentioned before the banged up's gonna be playing the banged up part of the offense so that should help them as well we'll see what happens I think it'll be an interesting game and if the defense can do their piece maybe we'll even see a little bit of a lopsided victory for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers all right well like I said this is gonna be a quick one so thanks for hanging out yeah good talk that was fun it's a weekend. Yes, and college actually, football is done for the time some, being. We have some football tomorrow. Not college though. We got well, the pros NFL, on Saturday, yeah, right? Yeah, the NFL. Yeah, NFL is now starting their Saturday game schedule, so that's cool. Um, and uh, and then uh, we got the Bucks game on Sunday night, and hopefully there are not more adjusted games. But I guess it's kind of nice because that means nice. we'll get some. Uh, if they show those games nationally, we'll get some coverage during the week. So it looks like Seattle and LA has been pushed out, as well as the. Uh, what is it? The Raiders against the oh the Raiders um oh gosh what's the oh Browns Raiders there you go Raiders Browns so so there you go yeah little extended uh, football weekend so all right awesome thanks for hanging out listeners thanks for listening if you haven't subscribed yet make sure you mash on that subscribe button so that you can know about episodes as soon as they're available yep all right awesome man we'll talk soon yeah see ya see ya God bless. <laughs>